Lisa K. 10 to noon on KTOE. Hey, back on Talk of the Town, KTOE Middays with Lisa Kay. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and joining me. Although I know we don't have any ice on the uh, area lakes or rivers here where we are in our listening area yet. But uh, we've got Nicole, the Ice Safety Coordinator with the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources on the line with us. Nicole, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. Well, thanks for talking to us. This is kind of a, a strange year for you. Where are you located? I'm based out of St. Paul. Okay. All right. So do, is there ice up in the uh, in the city's area? Little bits of ice here and there. I think there was more ice about a month ago when it first started to form. We had that, <laughs> those colder temperatures for a while. Yeah, this is kind of strange for us here with a little bit of warming. But uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Nicole, how do you pronounce your last name? It's Biagi. Biagi. Okay. I would have got it almost right there. <laughs> um, how, how did you get involved with the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources and become an ice safety coordinator? Yeah, it's, you know, not a job that I ever thought of having, I guess, when I was young, but I spent a lot of time outdoors with my family and especially with my dad. He loves to be in the outdoors fishing and hunting. So spent a lot of time out there with him and I went to school for fisheries and wildlife and just knew that I wanted to do um, work in the outdoors and working with the DNR was, you know, always going to be a good fit. So when I saw this job, I just thought it would be a good way to get in and um, and just, you know, an, an important job to do. Right, especially with as much that we do uh, on our frozen lakes and rivers here in Minnesota. It's kind of just been this unusual winter. Um, what are the ice conditions in the rest of the state right now looking like? You know, the ice conditions are, are not really looking great anywhere. Um, if you get really far north, there's some decent ice to get out on, but um, even in the northern part of the state, the ice conditions are not great. Um, this this winter is a good example of the saying that we always have, which is um, you need to look at the weather conditions, not the calendar. <laughs> so normally this time of year, people would expect to be out on the ice with good ice conditions, but this year is just not the case. We're seeing thin ice and um, the places where there are ice, it's rotten looking in a lot of places. Um, and so it's especially important this year that people are looking at not only ice sickness, but the quality of the ice and that they're looking for that new clear ice. Right. I saw, I, I think it was on uh, social media, Madison Lake here in our immediate area had somebody out on a jet ski on Christmas Day. So <laughs> Yeah, I've seen a lot of that. People out kayaking or um, I saw people are out water skiing, apparently. Right, right. All kinds of things. You said rotten ice. Is there? Is there? Is that just a? You just mean not great ice, or? Yeah. So I mean, it, yeah. Um, in some areas, you know, there's white ice, which is not as strong as clear ice. White ice is when the ice melts and refreezes, and it um, is full of air bubbles, and it's not as strong. Oh. And some research has shown that it's about half as strong as clear ice. So when and we get so, out, we're looking for clear ice. Yeah, so you want to look for that clear ice, and um, if it's white, you need to double the ice thickness recommendations, um, but be especially careful right now because white ice in some places and other places, you're seeing um, honeycombed ice, which is even worse, and honeycomb ice looks more gray, and it can shatter really easily even if it's thick, so um, if the ice is looking gray or, or rotten, um, definitely talk to a local expert, follow them on social media, and learn about the hazards and the current conditions in that area they can the conditions can change pretty fast can't they yeah conditions change very quickly especially early in the season and with the you know thin kind of rotten ice we're seeing in a lot of areas strong winds or rain can quickly change the ice conditions so that's why it's important to understand the area that you're in 
Well, if the temps are dropping a little bit, uh, when is it safe for people to get out there? What are the recommended thicknesses of, of ice, even though we don't have any right now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, with the temps dropping, you know, in some areas, people might be getting excited to get back out. And um, it's just important to remember that it'll take several consecutive days of cold temperatures to form a new layer of clear, strong ice in, in those areas where there might still be some ice. Um, and if you're in an area where there isn't any ice, that's probably better off because when those temperatures do start to drop, it'll just be new, clear, strong ice from the beginning, and you won't be dealing with that layer of rotten ice on top. Um, but it's important to wait for four inches of new, clear ice before you walk out, and just remember that you know, the ice is never 100% safe, so keep an eye on the conditions, the temperature, and the wind as you're out there. Uh, what about the wind? Is, is that, does that affect the ice? Yeah, so people often think about, you know, the temperatures, um, sunshine affecting the ice, but the wind is a huge factor, especially early in the ice season. Um, a really good example, you know, what we see on Upper Red Lake often from year to year, and we saw recently just this, you know, past couple weeks, um, when the wind picks up speed and it changes direction and blows from the shoreline out towards the middle of the lake, it can easily break off um, large, even you know, thick sheets of ice when there's that open water out in the middle. So um, the wind can really quickly break up and deteriorate ice, even if it is pretty thick. Didn't we have somebody that, like, wasn't there a group of people that got stranded on a... Uh, yeah, unfortunately that does happen pretty often up on Upper Red Lake, just because there is, the the ice freezes around the perimeter of the lake, around the shoreline first, and it can get pretty thick. You know, it can be 10 inches thick, which people say, well, that's, that's, that's thick enough, because the DNR says four inches of ice is what you need to walk out on. Mm-hmm. But if the middle of the lake is still open water and there's strong wind, then that doesn't mean that 10 inches is necessarily enough. Um, just because there's 10 inches doesn't make it safe. Um, so the ice can still break off and send people out towards open water and make it a very dangerous situation. Well, here's kind of a silly question, I suppose, since I'm not an ice fisher person or somebody that spends a lot of time. How do you check the thickness of the ice? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. You know, there's a lot of people in Minnesota that haven't ever been out on the ice or um, just haven't ever checked the ice for themselves because they trust that if there's other people out there, They think that that means it's safe, but it doesn't. It's always good to check the ice for yourself and to measure it as you go. So you want to start by measuring the ice near the shoreline and then keep measuring it as you go. Um, So to check it, you want to drill a hole and measure it with tape measure. And you want to look at the ice to make sure that it's clear like we talked about. So you don't want it to be white or gray. Um, And if it is, if it's white ice, then you need to double the ice thickness recommendation. Mm, Okay. Um, And then other hazards that people need to look out for before they head out onto the ice or while you're on the ice? Are are there sounds we need to be listening for or sights? Yeah, so there there are all kinds of hazards. um, And that's why it's important to talk to local experts, whether you're from the area or not. Um, There's there's a lot of experts and you can look on social media to find groups where people will talk about the ice conditions and the hazards. But something to look out for, you know, when the ice is thinner right now or later in the season when it's starting to thaw are bridges, channels, and currents. So when the water is moving quickly, um, especially underneath bridges and through channels, that can easily deteriorate the ice on the bottom side of the sheet, and you really can't see that where it's happening. So it's important to just remember that ice tends to be a lot thinner under bridges and through those narrow passes, and to to just be careful. So if the ice is um, pretty thin or you're, you're unsure, you know, be careful. Maybe don't drive your ATV under a bridge if you're not sure. Right. How thick the ice is. If you happen to fall through the ice, that's a terrifying thought to me. Uh, what do you do? Like, what what should we be thinking? 
Yeah, so no matter how thick the ice is, people should always be prepared to um, to fall through. So that possibility is always there. So make sure that you're wearing a life jacket and you have your ice picks with you so that you can help yourself if you do fall through. Um, you just want to stay calm and focus on slowing your breathing down when you first fall in because the main cause of, of fatality when people fall through the ice is drowning and not hypothermia. So it's important to just cal- just focus on your breathing, calm yourself down, and then You'll have about 10 minutes of meaningful movement where you can pull yourself out of the water. So you want to dig your ice picks into the ice, kick your feet as hard as you can, get your body horizontal, and then just start pull yourself out. And once you're out, you want to roll away from the hole so that you don't break back in, get to you know a dry place, put on dry clothing, and drink some warm hot chocolate. Um, and you may want to seek medical attention because sometimes you might feel okay, but you could have some you know hypothermia setting in that you need to get to seek medical attention. I don't even know if I own ice picks. I guess if I was going on the ice, I would need to get some of those. What do you do if somebody else falls through, though? I mean, how do you help? So if someone else falls through, definitely don't run to them. Um, call 911. We don't want two victims to end up in the water. And just reassure the victim in the water that help is on the way so that they don't panic and that they, they're not going to die of hypothermia. It takes about 30 minutes for hypothermia to even start to set in. And so, generally speaking, you know, you call 911 and somebody will come out and help them. Um, You can try to find a rope or jumper cable, something to throw to the person and have them tie the rope around their hands before they are too weakened by the cold to to grasp and hang on to that rope and maybe help pull them out of the water if you can. All right. Uh, Nicole, any advice for parents that have young kids that are out on the ice with them? Yeah, in a lot of places there's no ice right now. And so it's kind of like the beginning of the season where we are reminding parents and guardians to talk with kids about ice because um, when that thin ice is showing up around your area, whether it's on a drainage you know, ditch or in a small pond, um, it's very dangerous for kids. They tend to be curious and they might walk out there um, or you know, with, with other friends and just not realize the danger. So you need to talk with your kids, remind them to stay away from the ice. Don't go on the ice right now. Um, and if your kids are near the ice, you need to be with your kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Any final advice for us as we, uh, I mean, I know there are a lot of people hoping for some cooler weather and ice freeze. I know lots of people are excited to get back on the ice and um, it's been a slow season for people who want to get out on the ice, but um, hopefully people will continue to just be patient a little bit longer and um, wait to take out those permanent shelters and the larger equipment because in most places ice isn't ready for that yet. Um, If you are thinking of traveling north to go ice fishing, call ahead, talk with local experts or follow them on social media so that you know about the ice conditions before you go. And then just um, be patient. And when you do go out, wear buoyant gear, bring your ice picks and go with a buddy. All right. Well, that's all good information. Uh, This is all coming from the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources. Nicole is the Ice Safety Coordinator. Nicole, anywhere we can go for more information on this or if anybody has any questions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, on the DNR's website at mndnr.gov slash ice safety, we have lots of information about ice safety on our website. And then we can, you can also follow us on social media. Um, we have the DNR's Facebook page, and we also have the enforcement, the DNR's enforcement Facebook page where we are sharing information about ice safety. A lot of ice safety education today going on here on Talk of the Town. Lisa Kay on your midday. Nicole, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Lisa.